Welcome to Everyday Finance and Economics with the Siglers, the podcast where we discuss what you need to know about personal finance and economics and give you practical advice on how to get started and be smart with your money. We're your hosts, Glenn and Christina Sigler. So Christina, what's going on in the economy this week? All right, here's what matters right now. Uh, President Biden just announced his American Jobs Plan, which is a $2.2 trillion plan to invest in infrastructure um, across a lot of areas, including roads, bridges, ports, utilities, broadband and internet, and public transportation, along with many other categories. Uh, this would increase U.S. investment in infrastructure projects greatly and would be paid for by increasing corporate taxes. This is the biggest infrastructure investment proposed since FDR's New Deal in the 1930s. And it's really important and needed since the United States has basically cut infrastructure spending since the 1980s. And our economic term of the episode is a budget which is an estimate of income and expenditure for a set period of time. All right, Dad, I think it's time we get into this week's topic. What are we talking about today? Uh, the magic word is budgeting. Yes, yes, yes. So <laughs> as a college student, I don't have that much money. So like, why should I budget when there's so many things that I want to buy? Well, budgeting helps you keep track of your money. It allows you to create a plan for your money. Mm. Just think of it this way. A budget is a plan that helps you prioritize your spending, your choices. With a budget, you can move to focus your money on the things that are most important to you. It may be getting out of debt. It may be saving for a home or working uh, on starting your own business. Your budget creates a plan and lets you track it to make sure you're reaching your own goals. And remember, each month, you're going to set aside some money in your budget to help you reach those goals. And as you continue on that, you're going to enjoy the process of watching you make uh, make progress towards your goals each month. Mm. That sounds like a commitment, Dad. It's really an example of your choices and your priorities. Mm. So long term, we're thinking long term with budgets. Well, both short and long term. Because mm-hmm. you could have a plan for what you're going to spend today. That's true. That's true. So in that context, should I feel guilty about every $5 cup of iced coffee that I buy? So a lot of people feel that budgeting is restrictive. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're budgeting, you get to decide what your priorities are. You get to decide how much you're going to spend on each category. So if you want to put a significant portion of your money toward coffee or avocado toast or whatever it is, you shouldn't feel bad about it as long as you're still savings and meeting your other goals and obligations. Right. So if you can, you know, buy a $5 cup of coffee each day and still make your, make all your other goals, then you should, should feel pretty comfortable about that. Right. It seems like, To do this correctly, you have to be really realistic about yourself and what you want and need. Well, that's the real part of the exercise. We're going to get into that a little bit later. But remember, budgeting is not about limiting the fun of your life. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's about opening up the opportunities to have more fun and let you worry less 
about what you're doing today. If you're following your plan, if you've created a plan and you know that it's, uh, it's working and you see it working, then Mm -hmm. you shouldn't worry about the $5 you spent on that coffee because that was in your plan. Right. Okay. So what makes a good budget, dad? Well, first off, it's got to be something you can live with. Mm. Not so restrictive or so complicated that you can't easily understand your financial position quickly. Budgeting can be flexible. You can move money between categories as you need throughout the month. Mm -hmm. Um, So generally, you should restrict yourself from touching money that you're setting aside for your big goals. Mm -hmm. So if you're saving money for a car... Don't rob the money that you're saving for your for your car to go pay for your coffee. That's yeah, the that's feeding hard. the purpose. That's hard. Um, but you can adjust the amount of money you spend from one category to another to help you reach your goal. Mm-hmm. You know, just as long as you're 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 really not um, overspending in one category. Okay. Uh, it's a this is a, a way that you help keep yourself from overspending. It allows you to recognize. Your issues, your money issues, and adjust so that you don't end up eating ramen at the end of each month just to to make it. Okay. And remember, one more thing. Mm -hmm. You know, if you do this right, you're going to uh, be able to adjust and cover any unexpected expenses. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, you really try to plan for the unexpected. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm Mm-hmm. So what are some budgeting strategies or popular methods that people can use. Okay. But let's start out with the basics. In your definition, you got it right. If we're going to use the period of a month, how much money did you make in a month? How much money did you spend in a month? If you're you're going to be successful, if you keep your amount of money that you spend in a month, less than the amount of money that you make in a month. Mm -hmm. That's the basics. Um, You know, one of the things that I try to tell people to do is, well, you know, you might not know where your your money's going, or you may not be conscious of all, all, all the places where your money's going. Mm-hmm. So, one of the key things that to do to start is to track your money for thirty, sixty days. I mean, everything, mm-hmm. everything that you spend, and see where your money's going. Find out if there's any surprises. You know, did you know you thought you were spending only five dollars a day on coffee? It might be fifteen. <laughs> turns out, turns out five dollars adds up at right. the end of the month. Right. right, and and then if you're doing that five days a week, well, mm. is that the right thing for you to do? Um, so you're gonna you want to track all your spending for a month, track all your sources of income, and that gives you the the basic idea of what your cash flow is doing on a monthly basis. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you ask for methods, and there's lots of different methods. Mm. One of the early ones is the envelope method. This is when people pay for money, their bills in cash. Mm-hmm. Essentially, get a get an envelope for each of your bills. You mm-hmm. put the money in that in that envelope. When that bill came, you took the money out. You paid that bill, you know. Or if it was for groceries or something like that, or something like that, or you know, something fun. Yeah, when the envelope the was money, empty, you stopped spending. <laughs> Yeah, that requires that you use cash, though, and I have right. not touched and, and a dollar don't, bill. And people, and people don't use that a lot. Anymore. I have not you touched could, a dollar right. bill. And so, year. you know, that one's not as appropriate for what's going on today. And then there's other things like the 50-30-20 uh, approach. 50% goes on your needs. Mm-hmm. 30% goes on your wants. 
20% goes on savings and or debt reduction. Oh, and so so the fit, first 50% would be on the mandatory things like mortgage, rent, utilities, health care, groceries, transportation, and child care. The things you mm-hmm. have to spend every month. Right. Savings and debt, those are pretty um, pretty self-explanatory. Whether you're mm-hmm. going to put money in a bank account, you know, put it in, on, on in Robinhood, invest it, or you're going to pay down your student loans or other loans like that, that's that 20%. It's that 30% for the once. That's where mm-hmm. people typically get in trouble, you yeah. know, and, and people um, not really understanding the difference between a want and a need. Mm, Do, you know, I might, I might rough. want that, you know, $500 jacket. Um, I need it right now. Uh, I yeah, want you, the new Jordans, dad. I need yeah, them. Yes. To well, be you cool. might need some shoes. You might not need the, you know, several hundred dollar pair of Jordans. Right. Um, And so making distinctions about that, that's really what a lot of us. That's when you really got to take a look at yourself and be like, hey. Right. And and so then there's some of the other approaches are a zero based budget approach Mm. where you say, hey, look, I make a thousand dollars every week. And each week I'm going to account for where every dollar of that thousand dollar goes. Go so I, I get in a oh, thousand. Wow. I'm mm-hmm. going to spend the thousand. But when you do take that approach, savings is part of that spend. So if mm. it, you know if you're going to say say I'm saving fifteen percent or or one hundred fifty dollars, all right. So that means you got eight hundred fifty dollars to spend on your other stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, a bare bones budget where you really only focus on the things you absolutely have to have. Every day or every month. So food, yeah. clothing. Food, clothing, rent, transportation. electricity, transportation. Yeah. This is something that I think, you know, uh, you know, this might not be a long-term solution, mm-hmm. but this is a great tool when you're, you know, either just starting out and trying to figure things out or you, you've you gotten yourself in trouble mm. <laughs> and you need to dig yourself out of a hole. Or like there's an event coming up. Or a big really event. To, yeah. And so it's, hey, it's bare bones budget and then everything else goes toward the thing that I'm looking to do. Mm-hmm. That seems like something you could do like you do it for like a little bit, but then afterwards you realize that you didn't really need the other things anyway. Well, and that's what happens. That that's what happens. But you know, this one is. I'm just going to be honest with you. This mm-hmm. one's hard to maintain. Yeah. For a long period of time. Yeah. And this like this it. people get worn out because look, you're you're you know, this is the one that you know you're sacrificing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes budgeting is about a little bit of sacrifice, so you can get to your ultimate reward. Right. It's tough to stick to, but it seems like it would create good habits. Realistically. Budgeting is about creating good habits, you know, good, good discipline around how and why you spend your money. Mm-hmm. Uh, but some other methodologies, there's the bu- bullet journal budgeting, which is essentially, remember I said at the beginning, you uh, try to tell people to track all their spending. Mm-hmm. Well, this is an extensive version of that where you write down everything <laughs> that you spend mm-hmm. so that you can see where every dollar went. And, and what you, what you eventually do over a period of time is you find out and you say, hey, look, I really spent some money in some places that I really don't need to spend money in. Right. And then you learn, you know, you learn from that observation and you change that behavior. Mm-hmm. Uh, calendar budget, 
you just say, when are, when are my bills? <laughs> you know, you know, put them on your calendar or on your, you know, on your planner, or on your phone or in your computer and then pay your bills on those dates. Paycheck budgets. You know exactly when you get paid. Pay your bills as you get your money in. And then another version of 50-30-20 is needs, wants, savings, and emergencies. Okay. Now that, you know, yeah. that, you know, they're, they're all some form of that. And, and, um, you know, some of these things overlap, but the basics are the same. Um, you know, really determining the difference between what you have to have and then what you'd like to have and then some savings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, so what softwares can you use to budget? I use an app called Every Dollar, and there's literally thousands of apps. Well, that's so exactly that. what I was going to tell. There are so many apps out there that you can use, but there's also some tools embedded in things that you already use today. Mm. Um, so, you know, I'm just going to name a few off the top of my head. Mint's out there, Nerd Wallet's out there, Spending Tracker's out there. I use Microsoft Excel. Uh, mm, there, 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 there are skills. Yeah, <laughs> there are some um, um, some tools within in Excel that allows you to do that. I don't use Excel for that. I mean, it is a spreadsheet. I use it so that I can, you know, do some trending work and see if I'm moving toward the goals that I want over longer periods of time. Uh, mm. But there's other ways to do that. The one thing that I you know, I want to focus on is that. If you have a bank account, if you have a credit card, mm. if you have investment or financial management program, they all have some sort of budgeting feature in them. Yeah, that's um, true. But the one my yeah. bank has is really confusing. And well, like the, not. It, so <laughs> you've got to, again, you've got to be comfortable with it. But, yeah. you know, the, you have to ask yourself, why do all these all these things have budget tools in it? Mm. Because budgeting is important. That is a fundamental aspect of money management budget. You got to know where your money goes. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what do I, you and use, Dad? I use I, I use a combination of the banking software because, you know, my bank uh, shows me, oh, you spent your money on all these things um, and Excel. So mm. I, I work back and forth between them. The other thing that people need to do is they tr- – uh, I've talked to several people. They say I do some of my work in in my credit card. I do some of my work in the bank. I do some of my work that gets can be a little bit confusing. I try yeah. to force everything through one lens so I can see where all the money goes, mm, and so that good. you're not missing anything. And and, and then I, I essentially take that information from my banking tool into Excel so I can do some other things with it. Um. Uh, later on, but that's just me. Not everybody has to do that. Yeah, find, the, to tool, say. find the tool that you're comfortable with, mm. and then move forward. That requires you to have some Excel skills. And Dad, did I tell you I failed the Excel test that I had to do for physics both times? All right, so um, we're gonna have a talk about that. <laughs> I need Excel skills. Uh, we're, we're, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk about that, but that's not for this program, <laughs> right? <laughs> Okay. Oh, and I've also used Quicken. So there's, you know, look, Quicken loans. Quicken, yeah. Qu- well, there's it, Quicken, the QuickBooks. Quicken the folks that do TurboTax, um, they also have QuickBooks for businesses. Um, 
they create a they created a personal finance software tool that ties in so you can track your money. It's it's essentially another budgeting tool. Uh, oh. I use that for 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 a little while. I got out of that. I liked Excel better. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. All right, that's part one of our show on budgeting. Be sure to join us next time when we finish the second part, part two of our budgeting episode. Um, and if you have any questions for us, you can email us at efespodcast at gmail.com and follow our Instagram at efespodcast. Thank you so much for listening. Take care, guys.